The Locals Only Podcast with Gavin Glass, bringing you the best new Irish talent every week from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Well now, my beautiful dreamers, I have a little treat for you. I'd love to introduce Mr. Bill Shanley. Bill, how are you, buddy? Good, Gavin. It's, Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Now, I, I, before I do the intro and I'll, or we do any of that, it's more. It's not a matter of who you've played with; it's who you haven't played with. Mm-hmm. You've had like you're you're a bit of a hero of mine. I, I, will, I won't be afraid to throw that out there. But just for our listeners, yeah. tell us some of the, the as a session guitar player, some of the people you've played with and well, produced. Well, you know, I've, I've been playing quite a while uh, on the Irish scene. I've I've been associated with Mary Black. Been playing Mary for a good while. I started my first real sort of gig up here was with Eleanor McAvoy. We did her first album. For Geffen Records back in in maybe ninety three ninety four went on played with Mary, people like Paul Brady, and yeah. you know, like I've 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 had a good run of it and got to play with some great 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 people and that work with great people, you know. And we're here though today to talk about Midnight Mission, which is, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of like a it's sort of a, a snapshot of where you are right at the moment as a as a guitar player. Would that be be right to say? You know, or? It is. It's very much an electric album. Yeah. You know, uh, it, I I set out to, 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 to make this record uh, and I had a sort of an idea, I had a bit of a sort of a, a I suppose a brief or a parameter that I set up in terms of writing it. I wanted it sort of to be based around the music of the 50s, which I really liked. You know, mid-50s when the electric guitar sort of came on the scene and you'd spring reverbs. Dick and Dale and... Dick Dale to a degree. And then more the English stuff as well, you know. Uh, but there, it was a mix. It was more... But even uh, Eddie Cochran. Yeah. You know? And it was it was that style, you know, the excitement of that... that 20 that, Flight Rock. Oh, you know? that, yeah. The yeah. excitement of that time. So I basically wrote the album... Uh, of of that sort of style of music, and then obviously, as you know, like in the production of it, it goes off in different areas and it takes on different a, a different life or character, you know. So yeah, yeah. Well, I played this the week before last, and I mm-hmm. played last week. I played the the track that Ray lent his vocals to, but um, I'm going to play the title track and and just give our listeners uh, you know, get them immersed in, in in the sound. I really love this record. I've been it's been a great driving record. I've been up yeah, and down the country. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, This is Midnight Mission from Bill Shanley.
Yeah, that is Midnight Mission, the title track from the latest long player from uh, Bill Shanley. Bill, we're just talking there, playing. Um, I had to identify the unmistakable snare sound of Mr. Binzer Brennan. That is correct. And yeah. Robbie Malone. What a rhythm section to have. Yeah, yeah, they're they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Um, we went into the studio for three days and we cut most of this stuff live. And so we, the idea was just to get the energy out, you know, to yeah. re- with this music, you had to make sure that it didn't become laid back or you had to have that excitement. So Benzer Brennan is brilliant. Yeah. He, he, he just, every time I've worked with him and used him and stuff, he's, his parts, his, his time. is And his vibe. Impec- and his vibe. He's a great yeah. guy. And then Robbie Malone, which probably people know from like David, David Gray. David Gray or and Lear. Lear. Yeah. He's an amazing bass player. Yeah. His line, uh, f- to me, like they just... Creativ- up his, his creativity really creative. is amazing, yeah. And enthusiasm. Like yeah. He's, you know, and you might say, Robbie, maybe try try some of this. And you could see like he's, oh, you know, he, he's just so committed to the music, yeah. to the session. Like he's re- he's a real giver. Yeah, which big as time. a As a uh, producer or as a player, that's exactly what you want. You know? Yeah. They're brilliant guys. Yeah. Um, tell me some of your... Uh, Highlights as a producer because I mean you, you ran the cold you, you had Coldrum was your Cold place Room, for years yeah. one like one of my favorite probably my favorite studio in Dublin yeah it was a great studio we set myself and Kieran Burns that set that up uh, by chance really uh, I had I had a sort of a home studio type setup out in Clontarf and I bought some new gear Kieran had bought some gear we we'd been working on an album together and this place came up in Blessing Street and. Uh, we decided let's let's just give it a go, you know, and it's it called and grew sort of uh, you know on a, organically and sort of so we had one building then we knocked in and were able to expand a bit and do yeah do a proper sort of setup have different rooms and yeah, they were stone walls yeah, yeah beautiful stone walls for our listeners it was lovely it was a great studio some great stuff done there good vibe and it was there for we set it up in ninety uh, nine and it kept going till about two years ago and yeah. there was different circumstances one of the buildings got into trouble yeah. with receiverships and stuff and the whole sort of uh, thing changed and we sort of decided let's maybe just leave it you know yeah. the circumstances were changing and the, the economics of the studio business was, was never getting easier Well so, so many studios were, were going under or you know being kicked were, out because of yeah, rents and yeah. we could have kept if we really wanted we could have but it was always getting harder and I had young kids and stuff like that and, you're so, yeah. and I travel and I play and it was it was like do you really you know and it, it was it, the the cards are always stacked against you as you know Gavin like yeah. it's, a, it's a tough one you know if you're paying rent and you're paying rates and you're trying to yeah. keep it going but artistically creatively music wise that was to me that was the thing and you know great. those records nobody can take you know bump up the rent of them or they will always no, be there exactly, and they're yeah. there forever yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you know funny the, the, uh, about a week after one of the buildings uh, closed down it went into like Airbnb and this girl got in contact with me that that actually she she was one of the buyers of the building this uh, consortium bought it and she goes I've just looked on the website and seemingly like Hosier have recorded here and the water boys have been in here and Joe Chester's been in here and stuff like that you know, Lisa, Lisa Hannigan yeah. remember you were in I was there the first album saw, yeah. yeah and uh, you know and so yeah it has a bit of a legacy in that you know but it, it's Airbnb now <laughs> well you're, you're 
you had one of the, the only reverb EMT plates. That's right. Which yeah. you guys yeah. very kindly rang me to give me the heads that's up right, to say, listen, yeah. we'd like it to go to a good home. And yeah. I'll, I'll never, like that's, you know, people like that in the business, it's, yeah. I'll always appreciate that. But you, that, know, you know what, that's a classic piece of gear. And, you know, it's good that we have access to them around Dublin. Like the yeah. fact that you do have it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's very easy just to sort of, you know, downscale and say, look, well, I can just get this out of a plug. Like you, this is a one-off unique reverb plate that's like six foot long and you yeah. know, four foot it's high. It's bigger than a snooker table. It is. And you say like, am I crazy having this? But you know, you get to use it as an instrument and it's the best vocal yeah. reverb you'll ever hear. And know? the satisfaction of turning that big wheel to make that's the right. reverb time longer. It's like your das boot. It's like a submarine wheel. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, we are nerding out here. I want to play one more tune if that's okay. I, I played yeah. this l- last week. Yeah. And I just love the atmospherics of it. The, yeah. Uh, which is graceful. Uh, I'll take you there. Now it features... Um, the vocal talents of one Ray Davis. I mean, that's someone you've played with for for years, a good few years now. A good few years. Uh, yeah, I I started playing with Ray back in two thousand and six, uh, and he, you know, we've worked a lot together. You know, uh, uh, on lots of lots of tours, lots of albums, lots lots of pro- projects. Ray's always doing stuff, and luckily for me, he has me involved in them. You know, he he, he you know. So I'd been sort of talking to him a lot about this album and the making of it because obviously playing with him, he's one of the best, apart from being a songwriter, but he's also one of the best rhythm guitar players I've ever worked. Totally, yeah. Brilliant, you know. And he started in the early, before the Kinks, you know, he was playing around London in these, you know, blues bands, big bands, and he's just got that sort of uh, great style of rhythm for rock and roll. So um so we were talk we we had been talking, I'd been playing in demos of the stuff and that. So I hadn't intended on having him on it and then this track that I'll play, uh I decided to try a sort of a like a a, a choral sort of backing vocal sort of backdrop thing. Yeah. Very 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 fifties, sixties, Peter Green esque in a way. Yeah. And so I built it up a little bit and then I got the idea, well maybe Ray might and I sent him the track and he goes, Yeah and he took it off and he did a few sessions over in Kong Studios with it and then came up with a vocal. And he's he's a great guy, you know. He's artistically very, uh, very active. And Still really, sharp if, if, as a he, Very, very sharp. Yeah. And he was he, he sort of got into it and he, he sent back demos, what do you think of this? And I was like, this is great. Really good. And he kept that at uh, trying different things. He's, he, he's, he was very generous, you know. I mean, listeners at home, turn this up. This is a, uh, it's a little... Uh, it's like taking your ears to the dry cleaners. You're going to enjoy this. This is Graceville, Bill Shanley on Locals Only with Gavin Glass on Radio Nova, home of seriously addictive music.
pretty classy stuff there, Mr. Shanley. Tell me this. How mm-hmm. often do you still play the guitar every day or is it one of those things that Um I I do. Um I don't sort of I don't I'm not very methodical in practicing or right. anything like that, you know. But because I'm always involved in like maybe producing something or or you know, like there's a lot of guitars around the house. I do, you know, I always have to push myself to maybe practice more or, you know, yeah. but but I generally, my, my thing is if I have something coming up, I'll get my head around that and my playing will be sort of nearly informed of what's coming oh. down the road. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my background wasn't learning to read music. Or yeah. My background was literally, you know, yeah. Noel Redding was my guitar teacher back when I was a kid. Really? He, he was, yeah. He, he, Noel grew up in my town and he... Himself, my father, were great friends. We did music bar. We have a music bar, Shanley's Bar. Yes, there's music like six, seven nights a week. Noel is better all the time. Back in the early eighties, and he 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 didn't have a lot of money, a lot of. So I was the first guy that he gave lessons to, and he maybe did a few after that. But and he teach you like rock and roll, you know, wow. Buddy Holly, Eddie Cochran. Just for some of our younger, sorry, Bill, for some yeah. of our younger listeners, we're talking about Noel Redding. He now I know all you taxi drivers are cursing there, listening to me and saying this, but you know I've got I've got a lot of young bands that yeah. that, that listen in as well. But Noel Redding was Jimi Hendrix's bass player. And, yeah, uh, he um, was he originally from Clonakilty? No, or no, he, no, just he settled was from there. he was from Folkestone and Kent. And right, then okay. In the early seventies, seventy one, possibly. Uh, he just literally himself and his American girlfriend Carol like literally threw a dart at the map and decided to go to Southern Ireland only because they heard that the Gulf Stream drift travelled up there and it was a nice climate around Ross Carberry and yeah. Donegal. It's a beautiful so part he, of the world. He, he bought a house there and just set up shop there and it was a tough time for him. You know, he didn't have a lot of money. The whole Hendrix thing had got, you know, Hendrix yeah. had died unexpectedly. There was court cases. There wasn't a lot of money and there wasn't a lot of interest in Hendrix in the 70s or the 80s. Like he was this legendary figure but in another way, yeah, but that was back then. Yeah. The 90s then, the whole thing, you know. The revival. With, with and, revival in Seattle yeah. and stuff like that. And suddenly, like, he was travelling to New York to do, like, you know, to talk or to play. or He 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 had value more so then. But he was around clan and he played a lot. And, yeah, so. So, wow, your first lessons were. That's, oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, on, only recently, a few years ago, I found a notebook that he had taught me. And, like, I was, like, this is, I, w- I would have been, like, nine, ten. And he was this beautiful, uh, he, he kept notes, he wrote beautifully, and he'd draw guitars of it. And my sister rang me up and said, I've, she was moving house, I found this notebook. It was, like, this school notebook, you know. Uh, and the minute she said it, I said, I know what you're going to say. It's this whole answer, and it was it was about six months of like maybe once a week or every two weeks. Uh, Noel's guitar lessons, and you know the 31st of of uh, or 30th of April, whatever. Bill and we we did the Everly Brothers this song. We learned bar chords, and wow. and then at the end, Bill needs to practice rhythm, or and it just went down for about maybe six months, and then that that was sort of the end of it. But we didn't play all the all the time in the bar yeah. but but that's my music was very much got the basics and then you learned from playing with people and then when I came to Dublin I, I sort of said okay I better get a little bit more educated and then I went back myself and maybe learned a little bit more of got a li- little bit more literate in terms of reading and yeah. stuff and, and got you know but it, it, my formative years were you were learning by playing which is brilliant you're a blue yeah. collar yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. you know um, tell me 
Clonakilty, it's, I mean, you have a huge attachment. Did you grow up in Clonakilty yourself? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, yeah, writing I mean, it down. It, it is a magical town, yeah, that, that yeah, place. Yeah. It's, you know, between, yeah. your, I've played in your bar many a time yeah, during yeah. the guitar festival. That's and, right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just, it, it is just that amazing part of the world. What was it, it like growing up down there? Amazing. Like, when I grew up, say, right through the 80s, I left home in 1990 when I finished school. Right through the 80s, like, my father was a brilliant piano player and the, our bar was rocking, the town was rocking. So, like, it was like the whole thing was just, like, this experience. Like, it was yeah. literally, you know, school was there. You went into school, there was no music. You left all that at the gates, which is great. Yeah. It, you know... The, Absolutely, you, the discipline. You, and you, yeah, and you went in and, and no one could touch your music because the minute you left, you know, you were playing around with maids and playing in the bar and and then you were playing with bands and you know gigging like opening up for bands traveling down or you know playing for a local rugby club dance or whatever there was loads of stuff going on yeah so it was fabulous wow. really good you know i'm gonna play one more uh tune thank you so much for coming in i'm gonna play portraits tell me a little bit about the, the opening track on the oh, album. okay portraits uh this was the idea for this was this late 70s sort of uh New York sort of um, Talking Heads type Telecaster Blondie that sort of CBGB's CBGB's exactly yeah. yeah and that was the thing like it was all built on this idea for a bass riff that I had a very very simple tune and then it goes into this sort of uh, nearly Mexican type sort of chorus thing and that so you know that's that's where Portraits came from yeah Let's give it a whirl Bill Shani thank you for being my guest Thanks on, for having uh, me Gavin very first much first half of the show um, as I said you're a great man, big fan of your, all the amazing work you've done. Bill Shanley Portraits, the album is Midnight Mission. It is available on vinyl and CD and on all those um, hooky sites where they, you download it and that. But get it there, it's Nova.
Yeah, there's nothing quite like a space echo going into self-oscillation. That was Bill Shanley, who was my guest this week on Locals Only. And Midnight Mission, again, is the name of that album. Go hunt it down if you are a fan of well-produced, classy guitar music um, that, you know, brings you on a bit of a journey. This is the album for you. Locals Only. With Gavin Glass. Bringing you the best new Irish talent every week. Radio Nova. Now, another fellow I always tip the hat is Mr. Joe Chester. How are you, Joe? Um, great, Gav. Good to see you, man. I'm very glad you're back. Uh, Joe Chester, uh, sometime water boy, full-time producer. You've six, five, six records now? Six with the Unitarian? Six with the Unitarian, with the live records, yeah. That was All right, made a lot of records, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're here to talk about She Darks Me, which is kind of your lost album. Which, would yeah. that be fair to say? Well, you know, it's, it is a reissue uh, of a record. But, you know, outside of a sort of small beautifully formed loyal band of followers who will be familiar with these songs it was never heard by really very many people I'd say maybe 50 people heard it so it was just one of those records that that disappeared and when uh, I met up with the folks in Bohemia Records to release the Easter Vigil which Mm. went well I asked them if they would be up for releasing this other uh, sort of orphan of a record that never got a chance because I was really proud of these it's songs. It's a masterpiece. You know? Yeah, and, I uh, love this record. You know, basically, I, I, I don't have the talent that is required to, to, to be a record label, so I tried to sort of do it with the tiny pieces left behind. I released that myself. It was a flop, you know, it just tanked. And uh, so then I just realised I'm not a businessman, you know. Yeah. So when I... Uh, yeah, when, when when we got the Easter Vigil out with Bohemia, and I just, you know, thank, thankfully they 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 were up for it, and so they're giving us they're giving it the release it finally it deserved. You know, so. did you do much in terms of looking under the hood of it? How do you mean? In I mean, is this? In, did you re- readdress any of the mixes or any of that, or it's did you remixed, go back? Yeah. It is remixed. Is it's it remixed okay? and remastered. Yeah. Okay. Right. And did you was was there anything like I I, I haven't really. I only heard it once or twice back in the day. Yeah. And so I wouldn't know, um, did, was there any kind of tough decisions in like, no, we're, we're leaving out the 64 piece? Uh, yeah, well, there Welsh were choir. alternate takes and there were uh, there was stuff that was left off the original. Like, for example, Mickey Raphael, who people will know is uh, like the harmonica player with, with Dylan and Emily Harris and, and Willie Nelson's loyal sideman for almost 50 years now. That's him on the road again. And Yeah, exactly. And he did some other uh, takes of stuff and it was great fun listening to those alternate takes. But I have to say, in the final analysis, I trusted my judgment from back then and, you know, I think I made the right calls and I don't think it's very wise to sort of second-guess yourself after the fact, you know. That's the record. So Big time. That's it, the it document was remixed, you made. A very, it was a gent, it was a polish more than anything, you know. The acoustic sound absolutely... Amazing, amazing on it. Thanks. And I'm, well, I'm going to play. I'm going to play the opener first, um, which is sorry. I'm in the dark here. The middle distance. Middle distance. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> this is Joe Chester. It's locals only with your host Gavin Glass.
that is Joe Chester, who is my guest this week. Joe, tell me a little bit about the recording process of this. I, I, I noticed my uh, good buddy Binzer Brennan is there thumping skins for you, but, you know, where did you do this? Well, it was the, it was the definition of what they call guerrilla recording, you know, which was... That's your middle name, I believe, sometimes. <laughs> it, it just, yeah, well, I do like that approach to, to recording. I, I love recording studios. But oftentimes the, the sort of financial realities of being in a band or, or trying to make records kind of uh, excludes the kind of going into a studio for three weeks. Thing. Yeah. But anyway, that that wasn't really the reason for this. But the re- the, I was actually uh, on tour a lot around this time. I was playing guitar with Gemma Hayes and, and then... Uh, we were over uh, in the States opening for My Big Valentine on their reunion tour. That must have been an awful trip now. That was... Uh, we were lambs to the slaughter on that one, you know? Like really? Because, yeah, because you had these uh, people... We were, they were playing like the Enormo Domes, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure, I'm sure you're, you're a My Bloody Valentine a massive fan, uh, fan of, yeah. of the Valentines. And, uh, and, and we had become friendly with Kevin, actually. Kevin had been coming down to see us play... In London and stuff. And that's how that came about. But you had these kind of people who had been ba- basically kind of um, uh, waiting for a My Big Valentine gig for 25 years or something. Right. And this was it. And they're, yeah. you know, like, because Loveless it was released in 1990, I think. Yeah. And so this was 2008. Was that the last, the, the Loveless EP yeah. was the last thing they brought out? Wow. La- last album. Well, no, they've released one since, but... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, for the break. But so it was just me and Gemma on stage just as a, as a duo, you know, like, and in these on these massive stages with people who really just did not want to wait right. to hear the opening drumbeat of Only Shallow or something. You know? <laughs> so it was interesting, you know. Uh, but it was it was great fun. But uh, anyway, so that's I was doing that, and then I came home and I was working with Mike Scott on his Yates show. And yeah. we went off on tour with that. So that was all happening, and I was writing and recording these songs wherever I could find a, a free day and a free space. Yeah, and and any musicians that were around. So Binzer was there, and S- Steve from the Waterboys was there, and Trev- Trevor ex Waterboys. There, in fact, all ex Waterboys. And uh, that's and, true. Yes, and then. Uh, uh, a fella called M- Mickey Raphael, who we mentioned as well. Yeah, the harp player. He ended up doing his parts on the on Willie Nelson's tour bus. Wow. So, yeah, it was all a bit all over the place. And I envy us. I mean, you know, what, a, what a life. <laughs> I envy know. me too. So there I, there I am with the Water Boys, you know, which I am a part of, you know, a member of. And we're, you know, there yeah. I was recording, you know, Willie Nelson's harp player on my album. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful life. Yeah, well, the track that Will uh, that uh, Mickey did as well, which it was kind of a weird sort of um, uh, coincidence, was uh, tracked by Bob Dylan called "Most of the Time," uh, which I really wanted to do on the record. And it was only after he'd done his part that he told me, "You know, I played this with Dylan himself at Farmade one year." You know, and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play that later on. But give yeah. me—I want to hear a live song for us, okay. please, sir. Uh, I'll give you uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Beautiful. Try to keep you at a distance 
should never be surprised After all you know in blood Hard with victory Meets with hearts cold with loss You know they shatter into pieces And you've got nothing left but glass Because I didn't love you right from the start You want to blow this whole prison apart Some people run for years and never get caught I guess I didn't Principles so high, but your tactics so low. You've gotta keep your disappointment close to the surface. Every mute defeat that you keep hidden inside the cracking mirror underneath. Because I didn't love you. You want to blow this whole prison apart Some people run for years and never get caught I guess I didn't know you as well as I thought I guess I didn't Dude, there's something that you do with an acoustic guitar that nobody can do, that rhythm thing. And every time you produce a record, it's just like, bang, there it is. That just, ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hair on my arm stuff. Um, tell me a little bit about growing up, because it, it, is it true from what I'd heard in the street from Dr. Cablamo, Pierce, Help and Love, that you were primarily a trad player growing up? Was that, was that, was that right or did I pull that out of the air? No. No, that's, that's not, not right. true. I was... Great lover of trad, right? But I okay. never was able to play it. <laughs> right, okay. Well, I, got I tried that to play. I suppose I, I, I did. I played along with trad records, but I was never a real trad player. I still am. I'd love to be, you know, but it's not something I ever was able yeah, to no, do. Yeah, that yet. rhythm, that thing you have is, yeah, it's. I've, I, I've tried to emulate it several times, but could never, never get it. You know. Oh. Anyway, um. What is happening for? Like, are you still writing? Is is there another project on the? Cause yeah, you, you never, I mean, you never uh, stop. Really. I'm, I'm uh, knee deep in the in the next uh, record, you know. So um, that's the basic tracks are all done. It's written and basically recorded. We're into overdub territory with that. And how is it sounding in, in compared to the Easter Vigil? Is it a, a sparse or is it a broader? Uh, well, you see, I did. I had the amazing fortune. I think you also uh, recorded at Sun Studio Memphis. Am I wrong about yes, that? I yes, I did. Yeah. Well, I made a trip over to Sun Studio uh, to record some new songs, and uh, 
a bit of back and forth with with the, with the guys there, and they eventually allowed me to take all the good stuff out of the glass cases and set it all up, all the old stuff uh, yeah. that Elvis used. So was Matt w- working in the studio then? No, Matt's no. not there anymore. Yeah, he's, no. in, uh, he's in uh, Sam uh, Phillips, I think. Isn't Sam he? Phillips, yeah. Studios, yeah. But uh, no, there's this really uh, cool guy plays. He's uh, John Hampton's son. Right. Okay. But uh, so yeah, that was a magic night, you know. And so that, I just I came out, I walked away with a, a, with a tape of, of four tracks, and so I've d- I decided then that I'd, I'd try and uh, keep things in that mode, really, you know. So great. Uh, it's all yeah. It's slap back on everything. Well, not not really, but uh, uh, listen, you know, it's early days, you know. I think uh, I'm still I'm still sort of following the the music, really, you know. Great. Well, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, I want to play that uh, said Bob Dylan song from Oh Mercy. Most of the time, um, I just love the version. But I, I don't worry if anyone from Imro is listening. We played a different <laughs> song. I'm gonna I'll write down uh, another tune for that. But um, I love the version of it. It, it. It's 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 very much your own, but it kind of borrows more from the bootleg version. Well, that's the right. Top yeah, line yeah, of it, yeah, which yeah, I yeah, love. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the demo version of it. Um, now I just I'm on I'm on the old uh, old machine here. What we one two three four five six? Would that be right? Seven track seven. Oh gosh, I don't. Here know. Here we go. Let's hope for the best. Oh yeah. This is Joe Chester serving Bob well. Most of the time I'm clear focused all around Most of the time I can keep both feet on the ground I can follow the path I can read the signs Stay right with it when the road unwinds I can never what I stumble upon And I don't even know that she's gone
carry on so what are we um, what are we looking at for the, for the rest of the year we have a Lazarus Soul record that which you produced who are we are both champions of here um, you're saying it's some of um, his best work oh definitely his, his, yeah definitely. and your label mates now uh, <coughs> yeah yeah no it is it's going to be coming out on Bohemia in uh, in the near future I think uh, well, it was it was scheduled for Feb, but it might be pushed back a little bit. All right, me and my big mouth. No, no, it's All right. <laughs> Will you play one more song for me, darling? Yeah. Let's, oh, I have uh, to say a very uh, happy birthday to Mammy. Yeah, yeah. I'm heading off now to have a uh, dinner with my mother, who has a very big birthday today. Happy birthday, Don't Mrs. Jester. No, no, we won't go there. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What go. are you going to play for uh, this? Joe? Is, uh, anything in the long run.
Joe Chester Joe thank you so much for joining me it's great to see you again buddy you again. and make sure you're when you're back in you uh, you come back into me um, I will be playing this over the next few weeks I promise you that that's it for this week's Locals Only podcast join us next week for more and of course catch the show Sunday evenings from 6 on Radio Nova The Locals Only podcast with Gavin Glass seriously addictive podcasting from Nova.ie and Radio Nova Radio Nova